My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. I'm reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Together were Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two of two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We also will come with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. When it was already dawn, Jesus was standing on the shore. But the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, have you caught anything to eat? They answered him, No. So he said to them, Cast the net over the right side of the boat, and you will find something. So they cast it, and were not able to pull it in because of the number of fish. So the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. And Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord. He tucked in his garment, for he was lightly clad, and jumped into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, for they were not far from the shore, only a few hundred yards, dragging the net with the fish. When they climbed out on shore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you just caught. Simon Peter went over and dragged him at a shore full of 153 large fish. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come, have breakfast. And none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they realized it was the Lord. Jesus came over and took the bread and gave it to them. And in like manner, the fish. This was now the third time Jesus was revealed to his disciples after being raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We're coming to the end of what's called the Octave of Easter. So for eight days, the church treats each of these days like it's Easter Sunday. In some places like in the seminary, they'd be singing the glory and they'd be singing the Easter sequence every day as an example of that. Because the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, where a very dead Jesus was very much alive again in the flesh, is something so historic, yet it's also outside of time. That normal earthly time of seven days in a week can't contain it. So we celebrate Easter week for eight days. The eighth day almost being like breaking that wall between earthly time and eternity in which a day will never end and the sun will never set. One of the effects, though, of this is that at Mass, we've been able to hear all the different Easter resurrection experiences recounted in the Gospels. But they're a little bit out of sequence. So this Gospel that we just heard is going to come after what we will hear on Sunday, the so-called Doubting Thomas narrative. So you have to have that kind of in mind that in the passage we just heard, the apostles have encountered Jesus risen from the dead twice now. They've experienced the fullness of their ordinations as his first priest, where Jesus breathed on them and gave them the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the ability to forgive sins. And that's where we pick up today. 
And what's Simon Peter's reaction to everything? I'm going fishing. It's part one with part two being tomorrow's gospel where Peter's going to confront his own sinfulness and denying he even knew Christ and his epic failures during the Passion. Put yourself in his shoes or his sandals. In just a couple of weeks here, he went from being in the upper room on the Last Supper. Master, you will never wash my feet. To Jesus explaining if he doesn't, he'll have no part in him. So he turns around and says, in that case, wash my hands and my head. Moments later, he's promising Jesus he would never deny him. He was ready to die for him. To a mere few hours later being consumed by fear, he denies he even knew him. And only realizes it because of a cock crow, fulfilling what Jesus prophesied would happen. The devastation, the abject failure he must have felt was only described as he went out and wept bitterly. His pride, his ego was on full display. His weakness was now well known to everyone as he had to have felt somewhat responsible for one of the most horrific and horrendous of things that could have ever been done to Jesus as he's tortured and humiliated and crucified. So now three days later, when Mary Magdalene discovers the empty tomb, though, he's the first one she goes to. Jesus hadn't picked a co-rock or an assistant rock. Peter was the guy. So Peter goes and he sees the empty tomb with St. John. And in the gospel, they said, John says, Peter went back home. Jesus told, uh, John tells us he believed, and he'll recount how Mary Magdalene had this encounter with the risen Christ, and then we'll announce this and Jesus coming into the upper room that Easter evening. But we hear nothing from Simon Peter. And what's interesting is that in the Gospel of John, Peter's silence begins with that last, I don't know him. And now it's broken with today's Gospel where he announces, I'm going fishing. Was he abandoning his post? Was he thinking his failure was too great to ever remain as the rock that Jesus had intended? Imagining that this was all a mistake, that Jesus shouldn't have picked him, that the only thing he really was good at was fishing. All we know for sure is that what happens next could almost be characterized as a, a repeat episode for them. They had a night of fishing, they caught nothing, they were tired, they had to be frustrated. When a voice invites them to put the net out one more time, and they catch so many fish, the boat nearly sinks. And that was what happened when Jesus first called Peter, when Peter was just Simon. When Simon Peter was wondering, what would a carpenter know about fishing? When Simon Peter doubted and explained, he would cast it again almost to humor him. And then he experienced this abundant catch of fish that Simon Peter leaves his livelihood behind as a fisherman and the whole life that he knew behind. Now on this Easter day, Simon Peter, as he experiences this repeat episode, finds it's not exactly the same. The first time he left the boat, the nets behind, he did in response to a miracle that blew the fisherman's mind. Now it's knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt what Thomas had just proclaimed the night before. Jesus was Lord and God. And despite everything that happened, Jesus, Lord and God, still saw Simon Peter beyond the surfaces, beyond the bravado, beyond all the imperfections. He saw the heart he had fashioned. 
He saw the potential that was still there. And he comes after Simon Peter and invites Simon Peter to see what he sees, to trust that Jesus' love, Jesus' mercy is greater than his sin. It's more real than all the things he's been saying to himself about himself. What greater lesson for our first Pope so that he could not just teach, but witness to those truths for every single one of us.